That was Burning News by No by No Sister. That's from our Sweet 16 playlist here on Player One on Sin. And it's interview time. We have our special guest today is Jess Goldenberg. Jess, hello. Howdy. Now, you've, you've uh, written your honours thesis in female representation in single-player games. Uh, how about you run, run through what you've done? Um, okay. Uh, so it was my thesis on that topic. Um, I picked three games, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Dragon Age Inquisition, and The Witcher 3. And I basically played, well, nothing I've ever said before, but I haven't finished Horizon Zero Dawn. But legally, I um, played through the air quotes. I played through all of them um, and wrote up my thesis on it, divided it into three topics uh, on um, women's stories in games, how women are physically represented and their romantic like representation as well. Fantastic. I know it's sort of a big topic to get into right off the bat and a bit difficult to maybe condense, but as three case studies, how do you think they do? Like, are they good at representing women or, you know, do some, are some of them better than others? Or um, I, Like, so, yes, they're all different games, all good merits. Um, I don't know. Like, Horizon Zero Dawn, I'd say, is the most progressive, if you want to label it that way, because of the fact that it is, like, it's a woman as the main character and you can only play as her. But I've personally found, in regards to stories, um, The Witcher 3 being really good at showing diverse stories and backstories and uh, delving into them really deeply instead of just skimming over them and being like, oh, trauma, she's sad, but now she loves the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon Age is good too. (laughs) They're all all good games. Um, And they all have male directors. Do you think that's, like, had a negative impact on the way that they do that? Or, like... Um, Obviously, it's a bit less for video games than, say, a film. Yeah, I like I discussed it a bit in my thesis. Like, there's a difficulty in analyzing all this because we've got no control group. Like, we don't have an industry or like a company that's just run by women and just you know is devoid of uh, you know the sexist notions we grow up in. Yeah, there's um, no example of a purely female-led yeah AAA game to go off of. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, like, I do think it has an impact, but because everything else is the same in that sense. Like, it's all male-dominated industry. Um, I've, in my thesis, I didn't dedicate too much time to it because I was like, well, I can't do much about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and what did you think that the best, if you had to pick one of them, that uh, it sounds sort of bizarre to pick, you know, say, oh, pick one, you know, what one does women best? Um, but what one do you think is the most like progressive not only just in like which characters you can play but in story and everything all together if you um, had to choose one as being the most progressive i say this because i haven't finished the entirety of horizon zero dawn but i'd say dragon age inquisition okay i think just because um they explore fantasy worlds in a way that isn't always tied down to how we view like our basis for like medieval times i guess like I found that with The Witcher is that, and even though that does work off of um, already established uh, narratives, like constructing your fantasy world on, oh, this is just like medieval England, but now we've got dragons. Like they sort of, by going against that, freed themselves of being like, well, women do this and men do that. So you could just be a woman there without having your story be this is a woman who is not like other women, not like her times. Yeah, so they weren't basing themselves off of a pre-existing template. They were sort of allowed to do their own thing a bit more? Yeah, yeah, I think like a pre-existing template in fantasy. I feel like they went a bit against that in regards to like patriarchy. 
Yeah, absolutely. I haven't personally played Dragon Age, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. It seems to have a really big following online. Uh, And it seems to be very much the story is very player driven. Do you think that that has an impact on the way that women are represented in that? I think it does, especially um, with like, well, the one of the biggest merits of Dragon Age and I guess the whole Bioware family is that you can romance a bunch of players. So like your immediate, I guess, family players or team are all pretty much romanceable. So I think while that was good because you got to delve into their stories a bit more and got to see more sides of this character, got to have your own created character, like have all these different interactions that you don't usually have, um, I think it sort of reduced it because every really positive like text option that would in- increase your relationships the most was like romantically charged or kept sort of diverting you to that path. Um, it's like pros and cons. To yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're going to leap into another song, but we'll be back with more of this interview. What do we have next, Stefan? This is Burn Up the Road by Liam Finn. This is Player One on Sin. This is Player One on Sin. Uh, we'll continue our interview with Jess, who wrote on a thesis in female representation in single-player games. But first, just want to know, what, what game are you currently playing? Because you're a Switch owner, yes? Yes. I just got into, again, what, 13 years later, um, Spyro on Switch, because it just came out, and I love it. I miss it. He's beautiful. So okay. much nostalgia. <laughs> so much nostalgia. Just, like, bring it back to the thesis quickly. Uh, what made you decide to write your thesis on this? Um, so I came into my third year of uni and was pretty aimless, but for some reason wanted to write an honest thesis, point of pride, just like my own demons I was battling. Um, and so I decided to do that and enrolled in my honours course, which is a stupid uh, step of events, I guess. Um, but then I played uh, The Witcher 3, and during that time, right before it, I had sort of, like, gotten out of games for, like, a really long time. Like, I was only playing Pokemon. Respect to that. Yeah, well, great game for all this time. And then I, like, bought The Witcher on sale because I was like, oh, he looks pretty. That's uh, a good, again, just a good reason to buy that game. My, so, absolutely. I, I've, I've come back from the nether realm. <laughs> Mad respects. Yeah, well, my opinion has not changed. He's a very pretty boy. Mm-hmm. You know? very pretty. What, are, what are your thoughts on the TV Situation. I love Henry Cavill, so okay. I'll stand by this. Okay. Um, I'm dreadfully scared of it because if they massacre this, I think I'll have explosive diarrhea and cry <laughs> at the same time. Um, so I've got a lot riding on this. Yep. That's why I refuse to look at any news about it. It's just okay. it's there. We won't mention I don't it care then. how bad his wig is. It's there. Okay. Um, yeah. So I played The Witcher Three and I fell in love with it, and it's what kickstarted me on like getting back into buying and actually playing. Uh, gives more serious games, like, you know, like a real gamer. Um, yeah, but I found the stories so amazing. And the way they did characters, especially um, Yennefer, was something that I felt like I'd never seen in games before and never had really seen in um, in TV and movies before, just the way they explored her past. And even though she's obviously a romanceable character, so there's, like, a trade-off there for you as a, like, consumer or a viewer, Um I thought it was just amazing, like, getting to delve into a character like that. What about her story made her stand out to you? Um, How they talked about her not being able to have children um, was something I thought was amazing because usually it's just a very sexualised, one-dimensional... Yeah, we've seen that done poorly. (coughs) Joss Whedon. (coughs) (laughs) Um, uh, That and I think 
as you go on and it's not completely like uh, oblivious not completely obvious um but how fragile she is with her own heart and like falling in love with this guy that has hurt her in the past with her own friend um yeah i just thought there was a lot of delicacy given to her story yeah um it wasn't heavy-handed and i love her fantastic (laughs) yeah i respect that um like previously we were talking about uh dragon age and the romance options uh, do you find that, because I've always found that when there's romance sort of options or dialogue options for that in video games, uh, it kind of, sort of I find it a bit clunky and it sort of takes me out a bit. I'm not too worried about that side of the story. Do you think that it is a benefit or a detractor from games to have those options? I think it all depends on the setting and how well the writing is done because I feel like what made Dragon Age so good is not that it was subtle or necessarily that its writing was like award-winning, but that it had fun with its romance options, which I think is, like, games taking themselves too seriously is an issue. Um, So, yeah, I think in the right place, like, romance is definitely an asset and makes your characters not more believable in a sense, but more livable. Like, I feel, you know, almost everyone has romance in their lives. Like, I feel like it gives you another level of relation to a character. Yeah, absolutely. And they do offer, um, as far as I've been told, like same-sex romance options, which is really, like I personally as a um, LGBT individual, like that's definitely a plus in a game for me. Yeah, uh, having no, those I'm options. a lesbian, so same, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you a high five yeah, from thanks. across the table. Um, yeah, so like that definitely is a is a bonus but is it too do you find that it all becomes like a tokenistic sort of like oh there's we added gay people to our game so Um, love us i feel like in some games come across that way i felt the more that i looked into how bioware um because in the chapter about romance pretty much like that was dominated by my dragon age discussion um the way that bioware came across that especially in the early days was very like nonchalant is that the way you say it um yeah just that they were really happy to um no and they didn't even it wasn't like they were catering to lgbt players but it's just, just kind that of it like was every like, character yeah you realistic can. yeah it, it's, it's the normalization versus like the ag- like the, the, the making it grand and over the top yeah, yeah exactly and the fact that they well in a lot of their games all the characters are just bisexual but in this dragon age inquisition um varying different sexualities um just like that realistic portrayal and not having it be like, uh, we've got 10 guys for you and here we plunk a token lesbian. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. She likes sports. <laughs> How fun. She does archery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know one that doesn't know a bow and arrow. You're on player one with Ruby George. I'm Stefan and we're here with Jess Goldenberg. So with if we go back to the older games, so, you know, we started with like, first Donkey Kong game, the kidnapping thing with, with Pauline and Princess Peach, and then we move up to, say, Samus Aran and Lara Croft. And, but how do you see things... So overall, it's a positive move towards representation. How do you see the future? Yeah, I definitely, in my thesis, uh, the difficult thing about it was discussing it with um, the Gender Studies Department, which has a lot of pros, but in my discussion, uh, you know, everyday opinions towards games is that they're just reductive and sexist which is like a broad stroke to paint because my thesis really pointed out that especially in regards to stories and how we're showing women in their everyday lives in their past it's becoming extremely on par with television I think and 
like exceeding that in certain um, cases. Physically, it's still a bit of an issue. Like you don't really see any plus size women. Very rarely do you see women of colour um, or disabled women. I don't think there are any. Yeah. Not that I can think of. Yeah, there um, is still a very specific like, way like, that... Like the whole yeah. like, Overwatch debacle where all of them have the same face and the only plus-size one uh, is it's a bodybuilder <laughs> and someone who isn't plus-size at all. Yep, exactly. Um, so I think they're still fitting into that small box there. Mm. But like, I'm happy to point out the positives because we're well-established with the negatives. Yeah, as, as time changes, we'll just get better and better and better. Absolutely. Well, thanks very much, Jess, for coming in to Player One today. No worries.